lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. It's been a while, and I am very excited recording live from the holy city of Jerusalem. So obviously, we have made a big change since we last recorded. Um, We have moved to Israel for the time being, um, taking it just, you know, we're here for the year, and then we're going to see, but um, we're extremely excited to be here. It's really a dream come true for us. My husband and I actually met here six years ago, and we've wanted to come back, and we spent the past five years in Los Angeles and we kind of hit like a spiritual wall and felt like we really needed re-immersion in, in Jerusalem and Torah. So thank God, thank God we made it. Um, it's pretty crazy to be here during Corona, but we're, we're very appreciative to be here. So, so many good things to discuss big time right now in the Jewish calendar. I really want to talk about this special time period that we're in now in the days preceding Rosh Hashanah and really unpack what Rosh Hashanah is about. So we're in the month of Elul. We're finishing up the month of Elul, um, where, where they say Hashem is in the fields. The king is in the fields. And this is really a time to take stock of what is going on in our lives and prepare ourselves for the high holidays. So Rebetzin Fagi Tversky says that there are areas in our lives, there are three kind of areas that we have to look at. There are areas in our lives where we're like naturally righteous because certain mitzvot come easy to us, like maybe dressing modestly is easy for you or giving charity. Um, then she says there are areas where we really struggle. Sometimes we succeed and sometimes not. And then she says there are areas where we're really trapped in negative patterns and behaviors that we can't seem to get out of. So I found this to be a really helpful paradigm for myself just to kind of figure out looking at the past year, like where, where have I been really strong? Where have I kind of been struggling? And like, where am I not doing so well? And now is really the time to take stock of these areas and figure out what we need to do tshuva on. Tshuva means literally to return, but it's really translated as repentance. Um, so what we need to like repent on and work on for the following year. So briefly, the three step, the three main steps of repentance are we admit what we did wrong. We regret it. And we commit to not doing it again. We do this out loud before Hashem. And a question I've always had is, like, how can we commit to not doing something again that we know we're going to do again, (laughs) right? I mean, this is really hard. So an idea that I've heard that's been very helpful for me is that in the moment you're doing the tshuva, you genuinely regret what you did. And you, in that moment, you you never want to do it again. And that feeling is totally sincere. So... The main theme of Rosh Hashanah actually is not tshuva. Tshuva really is Yom Kippur. So what's Rosh Hashanah? So Rosh Hashanah is, is kingship. We are, we are really crowning Hashem as king of the world. And my Rav in LA, Rabbi Graydon, he says that before we do proper tshuva, we really need to first recognize before whom we've like sinned, so to speak. So the Hebrew word for sin, avera, means to miss the mark. So we've, we've all done actions over the past year that have distanced us from Hashem, maybe alienated Hashem, maybe even upset Hashem, so to speak. 
And when we understand before whom we've, we've distanced ourselves, then we can really understand the magnitude of our actions and feel properly sorry for them. That's why we, we crown Hashem first and then, and then do the tshuva during the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and culminating in Yom Kippur. Although Elul is really a time for tshuva because we want to show up to Rosh Hashanah in the best possible version of ourselves, which we'll speak about more in a minute. But if you think about it, the, the example Rabbi Graydon gives is if you insulted somebody and you didn't know who they were, and then you later found out that they were the president of like a country, you would be mortified. Versus if it was just an average person on the street. So how much more so, Rabbi Graydon says, would we, how much more mortified will we be to understand that we've upset Hashem, God forbid. So this is the work that we're doing, hopefully, in Elul, with the idea that when we show up on Rosh Hashanah, we'll be the best version of ourselves. And this is obviously very important, since we're really judged for everything for the coming year on Rosh Hashanah. So I really want to unpack this idea a little bit. So Rosh Hashanah is the start of the year, Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, and it's the anniversary of the creation of man. So on these days, Hashem is really judging man, his creation of man. So everything that happens to us, our health, our livelihood, they're all decided on this day. And of course, like the classic question is, how can this be if we still have free will? How could it be that all my health and all, every money, all the money I'll make for this year are going to be predetermined, but yet I still have free will? And I think um, also, like my friend reached out during Corona and she said, you know, what's the message of Corona now? She was curious, like what, what's like the Jewish perspective of Corona? And as I've said on this podcast before, I really believe it's Hashem showing us that we need to wake up and we need to, we need to come back to our, to our tradition, come back to our source, come back to him. That's what tshuva is, to return. And it's recognizing that really he's in control. Um, so she said, so how can we have free will if he's in control? So the answer is in Jewish tradition that, and our sages tell us that we have free will in the realm of moral decisions through our thought, our speech, and our actions, which is actually a lot in any given day. Um, we have a lot of room, but our health and our livelihood, these kind of fixed, these kind of um, ex- external elements in our lives are really fixed by Hashem. Even though we feel like we're in control of it, we're really not, which is, which is scary, <laughs> but hopefully also comforting because Hashem wants our greatest good. So that's why during this time of Rosh Hashanah, we, we're so careful with our, our, with our actions and our speech because we want to show up on Rosh Hashanah as the best version of ourselves to merit the best possible judgment. So Rabbi Graydon asks, but if this year is being determined, we want to ask for things. You know, if, if Hashem has the, has the books open, so to speak, and he's, he's determining our year, we want, to, we want to make personal requests. So we can ask for personal requests on Rosh Hashanah, but it's a bit awkward. It, it feels a little bit chutzpahic, like you're judging me, and then while I'm like in the interview, I'm asking for all of these things, you know? So what I do personally is every year I always pray to Hashem. I say, I want what you want for me. I want what you want for me because Hashem really wants our ultimate good. And Rabbi Graydon says, accordingly, listen, if we're crowning Hashem as king on Rosh Hashanah, which is the main purpose of Rosh Hashanah, and we're committing ourselves to his plan, then he's going to give us what we need. And he gives an example, like imagine a a wealthy businessman hires you and you want to do the job, but then you're like, oh, but I'm going to need a smartphone with, you know, the, the, 11 pro max with the special case and i'm gonna need this car and he's like laughing at you because of course he's gonna give you the phone that you need and the car that you need to do to do the job that he wants you to do 
So this doesn't mean that we're going to get everything that we want, but we will get whatever we need to do our job. And ultimately, we all want to fulfill our purpose. That's our deepest desire in our hearts. So in that way, we're really aligned with Hashem. So we don't have to get crazy thinking we have to list every personal thing that we want. Hashem knows what's in our hearts. He knows what we want. So of course, we can ask for personal things, but there's an idea not to um, based on everything that we just discussed. There's an idea to actually take on something very small for the coming year to show Hashem that we're committed to change. So for me personally, um, I really want to take on this mantra this year that a teacher I know, Miriam Adahan, an amazing teacher in, in Jerusalem, she says it's fate, being faithful, grateful, and mindful. So I really want to occupy the space of being faithful, grateful, and mindful as much as possible. But obviously, those are three huge things. And I've learned from past years that if you try to work on too much, you'll end up really working on nothing and, and will accomplish nothing. So my teachers have taught me that you have to make to make a very small goal for the coming year, very, very small, because you want it to be realistic and achievable. So you can actually feel like you, you've changed and grown a little bit um, and you can stick to it. So for me, I really want to focus in on mindfulness because I feel like I really, I've always needed to slow down. <laughs> I want to be more present. Um, I want to be more aware of my inner world and, and not let my inner world control me um, unconsciously. I want to be more mindful of what I do and say. And I'm very like results oriented. So I really want to work on like enjoying process more and, and letting go when things are in process and not feeling like things need to be like done right away. So what I really want to commit myself to is doing a five-minute meditation on the meditation app I have on my phone, Headspace or Calm, you know, one of those. And I would ideally like to do it once a week, (laughs) but I think it's more realistic to say, if I really, really want to hold to it, that once a month at the very, very least, but I'm shooting for once a week. I just don't want to shoot for once a week as and say, I'm definitely going to do once a week and then it not happen and just feel like a failure the whole year. So going to shoot for once a month, um, at least a five minute meditation. So I want to share a beautiful idea with you from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs in his new book, Judaism's Life-Changing Ideas. And in last week's Parsha, which we read right before Rosh Hashanah each year, Parsha's Nitzavim, Moshe renews the covenant between Hashem and the Jewish people. And Rabbi Sachs points out that this is the first time that the Jewish people, um, you know, Moshe is initiating the covenant versus normally Hashem has initiated the covenant in the past, like with Abraham and, and Mount Sinai. So he says, what's going on here? So I'm going to read. He says, it's as if Moshe had said, until now God has led, and now God is handing over the reins of history to you, the Jewish people. From here on, you must lead. But you are now no longer children. You are adults. And he says, that is the epic significance of Parsha Nitzavim, which we read right before Rosh Hashanah each year, where we're getting ready for a new beginning in which we act for God instead of waiting for God to act for us. And then he says Deuteronomy, which is the last book of the Torah, the Chumash, the five books of Moses. It marks the end of the Jewish people's childhood. From there on, Judaism became God's call to human responsibility. For us, Faith is not waiting for God. Faith is the realization that God is waiting for us. I think this quote is so fitting and so powerful because even though everything is decided for us on Rosh Hashanah, we still have so much free will in terms of how we're going to take initiative for this coming year. Are we going to do the inner work required to to really focus on how we can be our best selves? And are we going to are we going to present our best selves on the day of judgment? 
and tying these two ideas together of free will versus um, divine determinism, I really believe it's like our sages say that in the way we wish to go, that's the way Hashem will lead us. If we make the first move and we do the introspection and we make a plan for the coming year to do better, to be a better version of ourselves, to come closer to ourselves and other people and Hashem, God willing in this merit, we will have a good and sweet year filled with all revealed blessing. And I wish that for all of us sincerely. And I just want to make one last point. I often feel, I often have a sad, not like a sad feeling, but I often have this like feeling this time of year where I feel a sense of frustration. I find it very hard with all the distractions and running around and getting ready for the holiday, especially now we're about to go into lockdown here in Israel. And with Corona and the added stress and pressure of that, um, it's very hard, at least for me, to kind of sit down and carve out real time to reflect and and really do a cheshbon nefesh, an accounting of of the soul for the past year. It's a big undertaking, and it, it's it's so much easier to just be distracted, honestly. So I have this like yearning every year, where like I feel like I could have done more. I want to do more. And I want to be close to Hashem. I want to take advantage of this time where the king is in the field, so to speak. Hashem is here just waiting for us to come close to him and like a friend or like a loving father, tell him how we feel and what's in our hearts and what went well this past year, what didn't and what we're hoping for for the future, for ourselves and for the world. Um, I always feel like I don't take as much advantage of this time as I should. And I have this like deep yearning, but something that my teacher Rebetzin Yehuda Skolshevsky says, which I really means so much to me, she says that that yearning, that yearning is a tshuva. Just the wanting, the yearning to be a better version of ourselves, that in itself is a tshuva. That, that does bring us closer to Hashem also. So at the very least, if you do feel that sort of yearning, but you can't necessarily make the time, um, hopefully this idea will comfort you as well. Okay, thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to